It's time to celebrate Minnesota Vikings fans because you just got an excellent defensive coordinator. We got all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, NFL fans? And welcome into another episode of Locked on NFL, your daily podcast breaking down everything you need to know around the biggest stories around the National Football League. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube as well. It is Tuesday, that means that you've got the one, the only Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter, who's over here celebrating. He's having himself a good time. <laughs> Brian Flores is headed to Minnesota. Everything is great. And I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On at Saints podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. And the Saints also hired Joe Woods. So that was the thing. So when we take a look today <laughs> at some of the... <laughs> just run right by that. <laughs> just going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, with the Tuesday episodes, you get the fun day here with Luke and I and of course, we're going to be bringing you all the big stories from around the NFL today. But first, I want to let you know today's episode of Locked on NFL brought to you by your friends over at Nissan. The only thing more important and more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only five days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria. It's the EV that uh, for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Come on today's episode. Peter Bukowski joins before he takes his trip to Super Bowl Radio Row. We're breaking down how the schemes against between the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs, what will be on display during the big game on Sunday. We're also going to take a look at the sort of disastrous head coaching hire and situation for the Arizona Cardinals, how this has all been going so far. Really not even higher. I guess I should just say process and where it all started because Luke and I Pointed something out a long time ago, and it's all coming to fruition. But first, Minnesota Vikings fans should be very, very excited because Brian Flores Ooh. is now the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, and this is an excellent hire. So, Luke, why don't you take us through here and let us know kind of how this whole situation panned out and why Vikings fans should be excited about this excellent move. So, obviously, I'm super stoked uh, <laughs> Understandably so. on this. And most of the people, at least in my sphere, people who listen to Locked on Vikings and people adjacent are were really into Flores from the get go. He's one of the most respected defensive minds in the mm -hmm. league. Um, claims to fame include calling plays in the Super Bowl against the Rams in 2018, um, blitzing the same blitz on Lamar Jackson 35 times in 2020 and breaking the organization. I don't know if the Ravens have ever recovered from that. Game. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and getting e eking five wins out of a tanking roster in 2019 and then surviving the Miami Dolphins ill-advised attempt to ostracize him for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really stoked. The, the Minnesota Vikings they struck out looking in 2022. Um, their defense was insanely passive. Like the count is three and two and you're in the bottom of the ninth with two outs and you don't swing at the fastball and you strike out and you lose. And everybody's going, dude, what are you doing? At least try, right? <laughs> and that felt like the way the Vikings went out. They, they played very passive. They played a lot of off coverage. Um, 
they screwed up a whole bunch of other things too. Like it wasn't just the passivity. They, they messed up a lot. They busted a lot of coverages, but a lot of it was just, they were playing so careful that they let 15 yard passes get caught in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And great. You didn't give up the touchdown, but four of those. And now you have, right. um, they have gone all the way to the opposite. Brian Flores <laughs> is psychotic. Um, yeah. He very aggressive. Very aggressive. He lives in cover zero five man rush with games. That's that's his preferred way to rush the passer. Um, and otherwise, he lives in a lot of variations of man cover one. So this is a man cover dude. Um, and he also does like hybrid front stuff. There was a lot of talk in Minnesota about four, three versus three, four. We're going to see mm-hmm. plenty of both uh, in a Brian Flores defense. Um, but I mean, this is straight off the Belichick tree, right? This is going to yep. be the, the defenses you saw on the Patriots for the last 20 years. This is what you're looking at. Uh, which is very similar to the defenses Mike Zimmer would call mm-hmm. in terms of structure and like terminology and what the calls are um, sort of picking off the same menu as Mike Zimmer did. But mm-hmm. Brian Flores calls it like a psycho, like just completely <laughs> all in YOLO balls to the wall. Um, and that is sort of a live by the sword, die by the sword thing. So the Vikings are going to be fun. There you go. <laughs> I don't know about good yet. We'll find out about good. But boy, they're going to be fun. And look, if they're going to go down, if they're going to have one of the worst defenses in the league again, at least this time, they're going to do it fighting. There you go. I got to tell you, this was the worst kept secret of Senior Bowl week right here. Uh, Apparently, Um, yeah. Quasi and Brian Flores were just like attached at the hip the whole week. Literally every time that I saw one of them, the other was standing next to them on the field after the game, on the field before the game, on the sideline during the game, up by the suites and things like that during the game or during practices, in the bars at the end of the night, like saw them at the haberdasher. Like it was the worst kept secret (laughs) of senior bowl week. So I'm just glad to see this all come together and come to fruition because this also starts a trajectory for Brian Flores to potentially get back to Mm -hmm. a head coaching role at some point, hopefully for the Vikings in two years so that they get the comp picks back, that whole initiative that the NFL has started and all that. So there's a whole lot of opportunity here for Brian Flores, whole ton of opportunity for that Minnesota Vikings defense. As somebody that covers a man defense, a man-focused defense, I get very excited when there's a defensive coordinator out there that's willing to go into that while everyone's going into these match systems and things like that. It's zone until you're told otherwise type of a situation. And so I love seeing this for the Minnesota Vikings. Do they have the personnel to get it done right away or will there be some changes that need to to sort of take place? I think there were always going to be changes no matter what the scheme was. Sure. Um, Just because eh, guys are getting older. There are certain guys that I don't think are playing up to their contracts anymore. If you Mm. ask me, I've been kind of saying like Jordan Hicks is one. He was a free agent signing. He's got an option in his contract that very clearly kind of means, hey, this is going to be a one year bridge deal and we're going to draft a kid behind you and we're going to see how that kid develops. Well, that kid was taking snaps from him all throughout the back half of the season. His name is Brian Asamoah. He's a missile, which is perfect for Brian Flores because all you need for that is point and shoot and Brian Asamoah is very much point and shoot. Um, So some cuts like that, there's going to be other cap stuff that they do, but a lot of, there's a lot of debate over, well, do you keep Eric Kendricks? He's no guaranteed money, Mm -hmm. big cap hit. Do you keep somebody like Zedaria Smith or Daniil Hunter? They have big cap hits, big cap hits for Harrison Smith, but all of those players are such prolific pass rushers and blitzers that it really behooves the Vikings to find a way to keep those players in. But, kind of out on the margins and on the other 
in the other areas of it. They don't have a nickel corner under contract right now. Who's that going to be? Who's going to play safety? Yeah. All of those questions. Um, Flores can kind of now have his input and have guys that he thinks are right for those. And so it'll sort of fit to itself. Um, but going back to the system that a lot of these guys played in for eight years under Mike Zimmer, hopefully should reduce some of the mental mistakes that really killed him in 2022. Yeah. I'm really hoping they draft Jamie Robinson out of Florida State because I think he'd be a really, really good fit in in a Flores system. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Or a Bilicek system run by Brian Flores, who, as you mentioned, yeah. can be an absolute psycho in terms of his play calling in the best and way possible. After Matt Patricia left New England, it was Flores kind of took the reins mm. of that yeah. In, yeah. Until, until he left to yeah. uh, Miami. Absolutely. So with Brian Flores now off the market, the Arizona Cardinals coaching search has taken a bit of a hit yet again. This coaching search feels like it's been a little bit disastrous. Luke and I think we have an idea as to why that is the case, though. So we're going to get to that here in just a moment as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. But first, uh, let me talk to you about the best way to play daily fantasy. That is prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy instead of getting into a big lobby with 100,000 people and trying to find the perfect corner case that gets you to win that big prize or whatever. How about just you versus the house? Prize picks has a projection and you can say more than or less than. And that is it. String two to five of or two to six of those together and you can get up to 25 times your money on entry if you nail it. That is at prizepicks.com or just on the prize picks app. And right now, locked on listeners can get a 100 deposit, 100 percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars with promo code locked on. That's up to a hundred dollars. If you put in a hundred, you get a hundred bucks slapped right on top, put in 50, get 50, and so on with the promo code locked on at prizepicks.com or on the prize picks app. Very fun way to get into the Super Bowl. Uh, if you're looking for a little bit of side action on Super Bowl Sunday. Once again, prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app. All right, everybody. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, proud part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day every day. Luke, the Arizona Cardinals had three finalists that they brought back to do second interviews, one of which was Brian Flores, who is now, mm -hmm. in case you missed it, the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator, which we were no just celebrating way. a moment ago. I know, isn't it exciting? Whoa. Year? <laughs> but now they have two remaining candidates who have interviewed a second time. Uh, Bengals defensive coordinator, Luana Rumo, and then as well as uh, 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 New York Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals coaching search has gone the way that they wanted it to go. There was a time <laughs> to where Brian Flores was up there. There's a time to where like D'Amico Ryans might've been in that same conversation coming over from, from across the division. Mm -hmm. There's a time where Sean, row. right, right, right. And there's a time that, um, that uh, Sean Payton was interviewing with Michael Bidwell for like seven hours. Now, pretty much all of those guys are off the table with the exception of now these two finalists we think we know why this happened and it goes back to an old contract term that everyone was freaking out at the beginning of the beginning right. of the season. Right. And you remember when you and I talked about the Kyler Murray, the homework clause, and it was mm -hmm. funny, but it also sort of showed like this, this lack of trust in a quarterback you're marrying yourself to for years. Now there is no feasible way for the Cardinals to get out of this contract for a few years. Nope. They're stuck there and it's, like a publicly known to be bad situation that, that there is, there is friction and you just got married. Like, yeah, you just signed that big old deal. 
So everybody knows that that's bad yes. and nobody wants to get in bed with it. That's what I see, right? Yeah. I, I just see that like it, I can't pick my own quarterback. And even if I like Kyler Murray, I'm going to have to deal with whatever that drama is. You got For two at guys least two have, seasons. You got two guys who have relatively been unhyped compared to Sean Payton or Brian Flores or whoever else. Yeah. And that's not to say that they're not going to be successful as NFL head coaches. It's just that you went from having these options of these young up and coming defensive minds, these two experienced head coaches in Sean Payton and Brian Flores. And then now you're walking into a situation to where you're potentially hiring someone that like Mike Kafka, who's been in and out of the couple most recent head coaching cycles and Lou Anarumo who like no one else even has taken a look at. And so it just feels a little underwhelming and it makes you wonder like they, they waited, they got the GM hired done. Then they waited a little while before they started scheduling kind of their big interviews and things like that. And, you know, look, I know Alex Clancy over at Locked on Cardinals, he's going to be breaking all of this down as well. And eventually, whichever head coaching hire happens. But this is starting to feel a lot like the not necessarily the Nathaniel Hackett situation. But if I had to pick one of these coaches out of the, you know, out of this year's hiring cycle that might end up struggling in 2023, it's feeling like it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals head coach at the moment. And that's not what the Arizona Cardinals wanted and not what they were close to having either when it came to some of the options that they originally had at the beginning of this coaching cycle. So it's just mm -hmm. wild to me that this is still kind of where they are and that they haven't made really a lick of progress, it feels like, in their search. Yeah, and this kind of thing happens. Um, I, For Cardinals fans, I would point you to last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a very similar situation. They had an org True. that was in flames right after all the Urban Meyer stuff. Everything was on fire. Nobody wanted to be a part of it. They were the last team to fill their head coaching search. They got Doug Peterson. They won the division. Um, a, a great turnaround for the Jags, even though they what were they like nine and eight or whatever. But that, it mm -hmm. was a great step forward for them. Um, and even winning a playoff game, historic comeback, all that. Um, so this can still be okay. And with Anarumo in particular, I don't know as much about Kafka, but with Anarumo, mm -hmm. the way that he got so much out of all of those Bengals players, he really did great at putting those Bengals players in the in the position where they could succeed the most mm -hmm. and really asking them to do what they were best at all the time and finding a way to make a coherent defense out of that with some of the like the Isaiah Simmons and Buda Bakers and guys on that Cardinals defense that feel like they're so weirdly utilized, I would be very intrigued by Anarumo. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad hire. It obviously doesn't bode well that they didn't get any of the guys that they like actually wanted, mm -hmm. but sometimes that can work out. Um, but you got to figure out your thing with your quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to get that taken retreat care of. in the Alps and figure it out. I mean, good Lord, this team has the number three overall pick and can't court a head coach. It, it, it's kind of insane. Or at least, and look, I should lay off a little bit, right? How much of it is that they can't court a head coach and how much of it is that they haven't really found the head coach they feel like is the right fit? And they're a step closer now because two of these guys, the two guys that remain end up being guys that, you know, they brought back for a second interview. So, you know, it can't be too terrible in terms of ending up with one of these guys. But I will say that like, 
Mike Kafka was made better with Brian Dable in the building. He wasn't the guy that he was before Brian Dable showed up. And so I just kind of look at that and I, I feel a little bit cautious around that. It reminds me of kind of the Joe Brady situation that, you know, the Matt Rule and Joe Brady situation that happened over in Carolina yeah. and kind of how that was like, oh, let's get the whiz kid, the wonderkin. Let's bring him in and see what he's able to do. It didn't really work out. Now you're talking about making that guy the head coach, and I don't know if that's really going to work out. So you look at them still having an open head coaching position, the Indianapolis Colts still having an open head coaching position, and I feel like the Colts might actually be in a better situation because one of their finalists is like Shane Streichen, who is out there about ready to call you know, a, a game for a Super Bowl or are they about to, you know, at least coach for, uh, you know, a potential Super Bowl. You, you're you're going to bring in the guy that, you know, helped to implement Brian Dable's system in New York. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like that's enough in terms of the 180 that you need to make as the Arizona Cardinals um, uh, franchise at the moment. Right. And if you do go with Anarumo, you have to figure out what offense is going to get the most out of right. Kyler Murray. And with Mike Kafka, you have to ask, does this offense get the most out of Kyler Murray? And not having the option to say, like, if either of those guys decide they don't want the job, being like, OK, I guess I'm with you is obviously, you know, you, you would rather have more options than that. And I think it all stems down. It all comes down to can you make it good with with Kyler Murray, whether right. you think Kyler Murray is being a jerk or not. Arizona Cardinals, you need to be on okay with him. Yeah. And you need to be ready to go to war with him for 17 games in 2023 by September. You've got to figure that out. Uh, otherwise, this is all going to be a moot point. Yeah. Ideal situation for the Arizona Cardinals in my mind in terms of what's left for them is hire Luana Rumo as your, your head coach. Bring in Bobby Slowick from the uh, San Francisco 49ers to the passing game coordinator there to become your offensive coordinator and play caller. Because then at least you have somebody that can create a creative and innovative offense around Kyler Murray to complement what the defense can become with the Luana Rumo. That's the way that I feel that you could be in a situation where you can maximize this as best you can if you're Arizona, but clearly this coaching search has not gone the way that they expected coming into this offseason. But right. but two seasons that did go the way that teams were hoping, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, they're playing for a Super Bowl this weekend. And our guy, Peter Bukowski, is on his way to Glendale, and he stopped by to talk to us a little bit about how these two systems are going to end up matching up against one another. So what are some of the big key things you need to be watching in Sunday's matchup that could decide the game? we got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. Before we nerd out, let me talk nerd to you out. about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. That is Built Bar. Uh, it is covered in 100% chocolate, but it is a protein bar. 17 grams of protein and just like 130 calories in one of these bad boys. Despite that, you're going to be surprised to learn they come in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. It's uh, science, science magic over there at Built. And now you don't even have to wait for delivery, you can just run right down to a Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up some built for yourself. Or if you prefer, you can still go to built.com order and get it delivered directly to your door. Once again, that is built.com and you got to try some built. Also, it's February. A, a special day might be coming up. All right. And for that, may I direct you to Blue Nile? Blue Nile is a great place to find 
uh, whether it's an engagement ring or just a gift for a special day like Valentine's Day or just for no reason. Maybe you just want to celebrate your partner and how much you love them. Blue Nile is a great place to go. You can find that perfect piece of jewelry and truly customize it. You can choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, setting style. Uh, they also have bench jewelers that will then handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Um, they provide expert guidance as well, because if you don't know what something like a princess cut is, you might need a little bit of help there to make sure you're getting something that fits your partner's fashion and what you think is right for them. It's a very special thing when you go and get a piece of jewelry for somebody special. So, you know, they have the resources to make sure that you can pull it off right. And they have a diamond price guarantee that allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are returns. And right now you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. Once again, that is Blue Nile. All right, everybody, continuing on and wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL. We are joined by our Super Bowl correspondent and Locked On today, Locked On Sports today, as well as Locked On Packers host Peter Bukowski, who's going to be out at Super Bowl Radio Row over the course of the week. And we're taking a look at how these two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles, match up. Could the Chiefs be weak exactly where the Philadelphia Eagles want them to be on the defensive side? Peter, what are your thoughts on the way that these two teams match up? What's the big thing that you're watching for this weekend? Well, the thing about this whole, this whole matchup is it comes down to how good can Patrick Mahomes be because the Eagles have advantages everywhere else. And I think that's that's exactly what I'm thinking about when I'm when I'm looking at this game. I'm going, okay, how how is the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which gave up 20 points to the Jaguars and the Bengals, how have they gotten better? And I think over the last year, we've seen some schematic changes with them. Steve Spagnolo used to be, we're going to blitz your face off. We're going to show exotics. We're going to do all kinds of cool stuff in that 30 to 35 in terms of pressure rate range. It's come down, not a ton, but come down into the mid twenties. They're not blitzing as much. It's more four man rush and it's more two high safeties mm -hmm. because that's how in the modern NFL, everyone wants to live in this two high safety world, except there's always one or two teams, right? That does the counterculture thing where they say, okay, everyone's going to live in too high. We're going to run it down your throat. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs just haven't played a team that's really like that, except, and this is like one of those weird things, go back to that game where everyone was going, wait, I'm sorry, the Chiefs lost to who when they lost to the Colts? And the Col that, that there was a lot of weirdness in that game, right? A lot of just like inexplicable, like Patrick Mahomes did what to, what, what is going mm -hmm. on here? But at the same time, you look at this Eagles team, if you're going to live in too high, they are just going to manhandle you down the field. And then if you get out of it, now it's AJ Brown and Devontae Smith down the field, one-on-one, -on -one. no one has been better. Those two guys were both top five in yards per route run against Pressman, who plays more Pressman than anyone in football, Steve Spagnolo. So this is, this is kind of a nightmare matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. It's one of the things that has impressed me about the Eagles all year, and it's why I've been kind of horrified of the Eagles all year <laughs> is because they're so multiple. Yeah, Like that's the lesson of the Eagles is have a lot of different things that you can do. Because if you're the best in the league at one thing, but it's your only thing, eventually somebody will have the counter to that thing. And that's going to be that. But because the Eagles can be a down the field moon balls to AJ Brown kind of team, because they can be a zone run team, they can be an option team. They can just be a like a, a duo down your throat team. 
they there's so many different ways that they can be that they sort of have this for everyone. That's really cool. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like what the Chiefs do. Maybe they do go back to old school Spagnolo and say, whatever, we're just going to blitz you because that's not what you think we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, dare Jalen Hurts to argument. beat you. Like, I think that's a reasonable, yeah. that's a reasonable thing. I think that's more likely right. to be a counter. Don't you like in the second half, if they're not getting stopped, sure. then it's going to be something Spags you have like piling up. Like we're just going to come after this guy then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember too. Yeah. And remember too, you've got Patrick Mahomes dealing with a high ankle sprain and right. all these other things over on the opposite side of the football. So daring the other uh, daring the other quarterback to beat your quarterback is certainly uh, it's a choice, but might not be the wisest one, depending upon how good or how well uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing, though. We certainly expect that he'll be playing well. He played well last week on it. Just one week removed now or last time, just a week removed. Now he's multiple weeks removed. Sorry, Luke, you were going to you were mentioning about what you've got prepped. Well, no, what they would have mm-hmm. like, it's something that they would have like prepared to to switch to, like Peter said. Um, but I should mention, too, that on this Chiefs defense, and this is what everybody's going to be talking about, they've got so many rookies that they're getting a, mm. a big um, contribution out of. Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, uh, Joshua Williams, George Karlaftis up front. Um, and while those guys have been playing really, really well for rookies, you when if you're the Eagles, you're going, ah, but we got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Right. <laughs> how, how good are your rookies? Right? right. And maybe you do just want to, like, maybe they the eagles do want to be the moonball team and if that's the case if they want to be the downfield team this in this super bowl because they want to attack those rookies then yeah the way to do it is to, the way to counter that if you're the chiefs is to say no you don't get the time to do that we're sending the house and uh, the really, flip really side really of this aggressive. is is just as interesting to me too because mm-hmm. with Jonathan Gannon they want to live yep. in too high too and so are you mm-hmm. just going to dare Andy Reid to throw the ball all game or run the ball all game Andy Reid probably doesn't want to do that. And, and so like, okay, at what point does Andy Reid get impatient? At what point does Patrick Mahomes get impatient? Or it's, okay, if that's your plan, then how are you matching up with Travis Kelsey? How are you matching up with Kadarius Tony, assuming he's healthy? They have these guys now that can that can do some things after the catch. How are you matching up with Jerick McKinnon? Are we going to see some 21 where you put Pacheco and McKinnon on the field together and, and make these linebackers play in space? I, I like the goal is no big plays, right? That's how you play Patrick Mahomes. That's how you play Joe Burrow. That's how you play Josh Allen. Okay. Are the chiefs going to be patient enough to run the ball and get the quick passing game out? They've shown a lot more. I thought this season guys like number one offense in EPA per play. Every team is playing all too high against them basically. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing this offensively. Mm-hmm. They have more counters to playing this way than I think any team, even though when you look at your, per- their personality, you're going, how are they doing with this with Juju Smith Schuster and Sky Moore and and you know like Travis Kelsey just being awesome, but they're doing it. And where does the and, pass rush fit into all this too? On both right. sides, both of these teams at the, the top of the NFL. Yep, both of these teams at the top of the NFL when it comes to sacks. A mere fifteen sacks though, separating them in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> who had a whopping seventy sacks in two thousand and twenty-two. And so, I mean, if you're looking at the Jonathan Gannon system, and are those guys going to be able to stop some of these pass catchers? An easy way to stop some of the pass catchers is stopping the passes from being thrown in the first place, and they might be really right. good at that. It looks like in two thousand and twenty-two. If you if and you're into a Fanduel prop. There, I think it's, I think it's, the last time I looked, it was like five or six to one over eight sacks Oof. total. That's and like, I don't know, is it crazy that both these teams get four sacks? That is not one to second. Me. I'm, the, I'm, the Chiefs I'm got five last duel. week against Joe Burrow. <laughs> Ross is running to it. Excuse me. Uh, Y'all yeah, continue. 
Yeah, so it's interesting. Like, he's like, vamp, I need to put this in. <laughs> because Mahomes has a high ankle sprain, too. That didn't right? go away. Right. Like, he'll play, right. but that's, he's going to be that much more limited. Um, so if you are one of these, like, two high-shell teams, the way the Chiefs have beaten that is with quick passes and generating yards after the catch. So in that Jonathan Gannon structure, which is the same structure that the Vikings and, and Packers run, so we're super familiar with it. Yeah. Um, you can play for better basically and for worse. their version for better and for worse. Uh, you can play what's their version of like cover two, have your corners be in squat technique and essentially take away all the short stuff and sort of put the chiefs in the same bind that the chiefs might want to put the Eagles into. Yeah. Um, and I say, think we're going to see a ton of squat in this game because that's where oh, Slay and yeah. Bradbury are so good. Oh squat yeah. Right. Corners. And, and, the Eagles have all of that. Like when the Eagles played the Vikings, they manned up all game. They just like played two man and just like had everybody follow. And that worked too. So like they have that same multiplicity and the ability to kind of shift into a totally different game plan. If one thing isn't working and it's going to be really interesting to see who finds an answer that counters something and who can like get momentum off of that. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So like we've been talking for the last eight minutes about the advantages and the multiplicity of the Eagles. They're one and a half point favorites, and I'm still deathly afraid of betting on the Eagles and picking the Eagles. Like, I, it's it, it's just a credit to Patrick Mahomes, but like, am yeah, I crazy? Like, because so I just I'm juice. so I, I can't <laughs> I can't get a feel for this, even though my heart is going. I the, the Eagles have so many advantages, but I I can't get there. I don't know. It's this is really I, hard. I think for me, like the biggest difference maker for me that hasn't gotten me completely bought in fully on the Eagles as good a job as Nick Sirianni has done, mm. without a doubt, that's Andy Reid on the other side. That's Andy Reid on the other side. And so for me, I'm looking at not only Patrick Mahomes, but look at Andy Reid. I'm looking at, you know, I think Luke, you just used the word juice. There's a lot of juice on that Kansas City, uh, that Kansas City Chiefs team. And so I don't think you can count either one of these teams out. I don't think you can walk into like unless you play for one of these teams. I don't know how you're 100 percent confident that one team is going to win. It's going to be a fun Super Bowl. It's going to be much better than that Rams Patriots crap we had to sit through a couple years ago so this is this is that was one of the best defensive scheme performances of all time (laughs) true ball knowers love it (laughs) (laughs) no casual fans on today's episode of locked on nfl peter we appreciate it mean joe green make it rearing his ugly head We appreciate you for coming through, Peter. Uh, you can catch and check out everything that Peter's got coming up over on Super Bowl Radio Row, over at the Locked On Sports Today podcast, which you can get on your favorite podcast provider and on YouTube as well. Peter will be back tomorrow with Tony and James uh, from Radio Row, super, uh, previewing the Super Bowl, all kinds of fun stuff. This is a really, really cool week for us here at Locked On. Very excited. Uh, to bring you all of that. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for Ross Jackson. I am Luke Braun signing off for the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.